All right, here we are. It's been a year, Dan. One year, exactly? Well, I don't know about exactly, but uh, it's been about a year. So we're going to do sound That's probably a good schedule to keep. Yeah, yeah. This is our new, um, you know, sound, uh, you know, our recording studio. Yeah. And this is season four, episode one, because we'll have to start over a new season since the new year. And, uh, but we're here. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What's the catch? And this is our new partner. (laughs) All right, get out of here, Lynn. All right. So how's it been going, buddy? It's been going great. Yeah, it's been going great. It's okay. been a good summer. Okay. Uh, we just got back from Texas visit, right? Right. right so, right. got to see all the boys in Austin. Got to see the fellas in Austin. Got to see my daughter. And that was nice. Um, yeah, it was hotter than uh, hotter than hell, but it's been hot here. So, you yeah, drinking okay. a Coors Light there? I see. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm going with a V8. Now, I like the smaller cans. Anything else, you just feel stupid drinking out of it. It's so small. But a V8, you pop one of these about, oops, one hour before lunch. Right. And just see what happens. Chock full of vitamins. Yeah. I have learned the hard way this summer, hydration is a challenge. It's yeah. not just replacing the water that you lose with water. Right. It, it's a little more complex than Gotta that. Gotta get some sodium. I have a liquid IV okay. inside here, which is just powder. Right. And then I'm trying to... You could get a real IV. You've already got the holes in your arms. Uh, I know. I want to talk about that, too. Well, I've yeah. I mean, because I plasma. Am, I can see it right there. Yeah. So you, you are donating plasma, but you're not really donating because they pay you. They pay me good money. In the form of a gift card that I, you have no idea what it's worth. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Sarah, Sarah handles all that. But okay. the very first time I gave plasma, I showed up, and I, I'm on a different schedule than right. most people in the summer. I typically don't eat anything until about 3 p.m. But you're, you're supposed to eat before you go there. They tell you that. Yes, yes. Right, right. So. I always just say Cobb salad, you know. Have you eaten? Yeah. What'd you have? Cobb salad. But Have you ever eaten a Cobb salad in yeah, your I life? Yeah, I like Cobb salad. Oh, okay. That's okay. why I, yeah, I yeah, went I'm with sure. it. So anyway, um, I did it, and you probably know how it works. Yeah, they, I did it in grad school when I lived in Arizona. At the very end, they give you uh, a thing of saline, so yep. they're replacing you almost half of it or something like that. Um but I left there, and they, they put this thing on where the IV or where the needle goes in. They wrap this sucker so freaking tight. Yeah. And they're like, keep this on for two to three hours. And you can't even move your arm. It sucks. Yeah. Like, that day, as soon as I got in the truck, I took it off, right? That's ill advised. I've learned since then yeah. that it makes you need to keep it on. But the least amount of time possible. Okay. And that doesn't make sense. Well, the sense. first time you, you got an infection. No, it wasn't an infection. as a hematoma, and it wasn't because I took it off. Uh, they, he put it on, said, two to three hours, go home, take it easy tonight, blah, blah, blah. I went straight to jujitsu. Of course. It was a Thursday night. It's a beginner's class right. that I helped And you rub teach. it sweat against, you know, another dude's sweat. Everything was fine. Get I'm... a staff infection <laughs> in your wound. No, that's... Uh, I was drinking water. I did feel a little lightheaded, but by the end, I was feeling pretty good. Right. 
and we do a little bit of sparring on those days and yeah. i love to do that because they're all new guys you sure know? right and uh something i th- i think it got slapped or something but i developed a pretty big hematoma <sighs> right there <sighs> and i was like oof yeah. This is not good. It looked no. like it wasn't huge. It but doesn't look good now, honestly. I mean, it's never totally gotten right. That gives me the creeps. Uh, so like yeah, that. it's a problem. Every time I go there, you uh, you have to go up there and they take some of your blood, and then you go like this. You hold your arms up. Yeah. I don't know why they would be worried about junkies coming in. I guess or something. Well, well you fit the profile, Dan. I do. You look and like a crackhead, to be guess honest. Guess what? You. I work construction in the summer. Yeah. So now I got to sit and wait for some nurse to look at, you know, whatever cuts I happen to have on. Right, right. Which right. I have to say, listen, uh, Tiffany, you see, I build things. <laughs> do, you, do you understand I don't know if you know what that's like. how important that is? I'm just totally kidding. Uh, I know that sounds bad to our female listeners. I apologize. That's just a joke. Kind of Bill Burr stuff. Right. You got me turned on to him. I know, Bill. Yeah, he's the best. But anyway, then, yeah, you go, and uh, that just held me up the other day. Yeah. And what should have taken me. And I'm fast. This is my fast side, right? Right. This side, not so much. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of like timing it, you know? Right. And... Uh, so, the plasma thing, I feel like I've been marked there. Because that well, first day... Yeah, you're profiled. Was, I had uh, this cut right here, which you can barely see. So, right. I don't know how long it's been, but that was pretty deep. Okay. And it happened right before I left. So, this is the hematoma right. day. Mm-hmm. Cut the shit out of my finger, because I sharpened this uh, knife I keep in my boat. And the last thing, and I got all the rust off of it. Sprayed it with a little bit of uh, white silicone grease. Grabbed a paper towel and like a moron, right in my finger, man. And so I duct taped it. And right, right. I mean, that to me, if people knew, what I mean, it's better than Band-Aids. Yeah. Like duct tape is the way to yeah, go. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but I had only done this. To kind of please Sarah that day. Sure. She was kind of, I could tell, stressed. And I just thought, I'll go give that fucking plasma. Yeah, know, just do it. Beat that out, will you? Right. Uh, so she says, what's with the duct tape? Right? And I go, oh, I cut my finger. Um, were you out of Band-Aids? And I said, no, I was just in the garage. Yeah, I was right you there. Know? And she, and, and she sees, sometimes I have bruises on my arm from jujitsu, like, you know, <laughs> and right about the time she sees those, I go, and she wanted me to put a regular Band-Aid on, so I had to take the duct tape off, because I guess she didn't want me to be out there giving plasma with duct tape, not a right. good look. Right. But then she saw the cut, and mm. she's like, are you sure you don't need stitches? And I go... It's fine. I have special blood. It'll be healed by tomorrow. And I know that's when she started looking at the bruises. And they probably think you're a homeless person down there. I uh, maybe, maybe. Because I think homeless people give plasma. Well, guess what? They haven't turned me away. No. And, and they're and they're um, loaded up what ninety bucks, hundred bucks on that card every time. Yeah. Back in nineteen ninety seven dollars, it was uh, like. 
twenty dollars and forty dollars. Forty for your second one. Probably about the same amount. It's not. No, it's totally not. It's like half. You get paid a lot more. I think I already told that story. That was just that was a story that began my my brother's uh, piece of shit. Uh, fat ass basset how that stole my subway sandwich. That was that story. Yeah. From yeah. So I mean, I since then I'm traumatized and I'm not going to get plasma. Plus, I don't like the needles. When you first go, they take your blood, right? They send yeah. it to be tested. They want you to be coming in and giving plasma, but they're waiting for the test to come back. Right. Was my understanding. I think when my test comes back, they pull me into a room and say, "Here's a number." for every plasma we get from you. And I'm going to look at it and go, mm, here's my number, because it's going to be, like, so valuable. Retainer. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> You're going to drop the word concurrently when you tell them that? You can hear from my aforementioned attorney. Okay, we had a plan, and then I just totally no, went no, off on the plasma. Um, yeah, no, no, it was good. It was good. Well, I, yeah, I was just curious about that because you've been marked up a lot. At least now you have a good excuse. You're giving plasma is why your arms are all, you know, tracked up. But, you know, hey, I think my body recognizes, oh, we just gave away some of this valuable plasma. Yeah. Boom. Overload. Now I'm making more of it. So there you go. And that that cut literally was almost gone in a week. Really? It's crazy. I heal fast. So you've been working. I don't want to test it. No. But, you know, you've been working construction. And I've not been doing much of anything. Well, I mean, there's days where I'm driving a dump trailer here or there. You know, right. I'm not out swinging a hammer all I day. I drive a dump trailer every day. There right. have been some days where we were getting after it. You right. Know? Yeah, no, uh, I've been doing a lot. I went to my uh, Lincoln High School class of 88 uh, in informal gathering last night. So next year is our 35th reunion. But uh members of our class have talked about for years we should try to get together more often we don't need to wait for a you know a significant number so we can i get can i get a 30 yeah sure um is everybody in the class invited because otherwise that's of course okay great yeah well i mean i I can't say everybody knows because we're only doing it through facebook so but anybody in our class of course we'd love to have them and so gotcha uh, we met at Park Avenue Pub, which is uh, just a bit north, no, just a bit, bit south of Lincoln High School. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah, were they and, doing uh, karaoke? They did not have karaoke, and we mainly were outside cooking in the, the heat. And uh, it was great to see people. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we probably had 40 or 50 people there. It's always interesting to see how people are, are aging and, you know, uh, can't help but try to compare yourself a little bit. And uh, I think I'm middle of the road, Dan. I'm solidly middle of the road. I'm not aging more than anybody else, but I'm certainly not aging um, better than most people. I think you are in some areas. Like, if you break it down, yeah, right? Like, maybe not so much here. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you're, like, here. I, yeah. Well, you look you at know, the telltale signs. You st- you'll always have those hypnotizing eyes, though, Joel. You'll well, always have that. I know. I try to, so. you know, I try to dial it back a little bit. You know, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it was fun, and um, I did run into uh, late in the evening. There was about uh, maybe five or six people left, and late by late I mean like eleven thirty. People had kind of 
yeah. filtered out. But um, my friend Troy was one of them. And I've known Troy since I was five years old. And he's one of my oldest, closest friends. And he was, he was telling everybody left that next weekend he is going to uh, run in the Iowa games. Okay. okay. Now, Troy's, Troy's 52 years old. And uh, he's going to be running in the, the 50 through 54 age group in the 100-meter dash. Badass. And yes. And he's signing up today. So I'm actually, I'm going to text him after this and just to make sure because some, some wagers were placed because Troy thinks that he could break the Iowa games record at the 100 meter dash. He can. I believe in you, Troy. Well, I'm glad you have faith in him because I bet him $100 right that he wouldn't get under 16 seconds. He doesn't run. He hasn't run. He's doesn't never matter. run a hundred meter dash in his life. I'll walk through it with you, Troy. Just, just to prove him wrong. I'm not fuck him. <laughs> Let's do this, Troy. You know, and I'm not knocking Troy. Troy is a fast dude. He's mm-hmm. you know, uh, but there's a little more to it. I know. You got to get out of the blocks. And 100 meters <laughs> is about twice as far as he's ever run in his life at that speed, <laughs> probably. But. Um, we'll see. I, I might be out a hundred bucks. I don't know, yeah. but I think two or well, three people made a bet with him. Think about this way, okay? And this is like the Dave Goggins way of look at looking at it. You know who okay. that guy is, right? The, yeah. He would be like, okay, if Troy's life or someone he really loves is going to die if he does not achieve this. He yeah. would make it happen. No, it doesn't work that way with speed, though, Dan. Speed is speed. You can't like, you can't, you can, you can only run as fast as you can run. That's it. I agree with there's that. There's no, there's no scaring somebody into being faster. But it, it feels like there's a potential of that coming from your side. You acknowledge that he's fast, but he he couldn't do it for that long or something, well, right? right? And yeah, the, there's there's a what, what a lot of people, I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but the, what a lot of people don't understand about track is that there's a technical side to track and field. It's not just, yeah. I could run fast. I mean, you, you got to get into blocks. You have to get out of blocks. You mm-hmm. have to get out of them quickly. You have to have a good stride and you have to be able to maintain that speed for 100 meters. And so, I'm just I'm not betting against Troy as a person or as an athlete. I'm betting against Troy's preparation. That's where I got you. All of those five things are mental, right? I'll have Troy mentally there. You want to up the the stakes? It's next week. MF. Oh, it is. It's next week. Are you going to coach him up there, (laughs) Nick? Hopefully he's he's having a good day of sleep because we need to get started tomorrow. Come on, Rock. Uh, you know, people like you uh, were the reason it took so long for someone like to beat the four-minute mile, right? Everybody a, thought it wasn't great physically possible, the human body, and then it happened. You know, the the story behind that is pretty interesting. Uh, Roger Bannister, went, boom, 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 boom. He was a scientist. He was a scientist, and that's how he broke he broke that record. Um, because he incorporated uh, principles of science into his training and, and built the first treadmill. He was like Moneyball of and track. He was running in a lab on a treadmill and measuring his uh, oxygen and his heart and all the stuff, the training stuff that we're doing these days. He was doing it early. And then after he broke that four minute mile, 
it was broken again like a dozen times in the next two years. But you know, we could make a, a shelf that ties into these two boards for your cat. She'd love it. He and you know, or we thought about it like all cats those, are she's to me. Like a cat hammock that goes in the window. Yeah, he's 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 digging that. You can't see him. Yeah, they like to be up high. He's right over there in the sun. I'm starting to really like our cats. Yeah, we got two now. Okay, one I brought back from the farm. Yeah, but uh, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have to think like a cat. It's way different than a dog. How do you even think like a cat? Because I don't think they think much. Mm, yeah, but they're badass hunters. I respect that. Well, our cats aren't hunting anything. You know, I I joke about I'd come walking out of the woods, you know, dragging a deer. And the dogs look down at me like, like when Mufasa comes walking out or whatever. And the cat looks over and it's Thought Bubble. Oh, did you kill that with your little toy there, did you? I kill shit with my face. <laughs> I think that was, Great. I think I'm stealing that from Rogan or someone. But well, not all cats are the same, buddy, because our, the cats in this house, they don't hunt anything. Because yeah. twice a day, Marta... Just opens up a little can mm. of, you know, delici delicious shreds or something, whatever, mm. the pate. And then they run in and they're hunting that, which is not very hard to do. Yeah. So, you know, your cats are actually out in the woods. Yeah. We leave cat food out as a supplement, but right. uh, I think there's fresh, plenty of fresh food out there for them. Right. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. There's, sure. I think. Your cats are just so cool because that because of that, you right, know, right. when you have half of that and the other half is still the savage, you can only be so cool. Yeah, but, we like the, the cats to be soft and, you know, friendly. Yeah. But, so you, you talked uh, about going to the gym and, and getting a, an infection. So um, it was a hematoma, yesterday, not an infection. I feel like a hematoma is not an infection. Okay, okay, It's like okay. something happened and the blood couldn't go through, and then it just started like a balloon, and then I had a big bruise there. <laughs> My mom, when she found out yeah, about this, be careful, buddy. That's was not so good. pissed. That's not good. And when my mom gets pissed, yeah. it comes out in anger. Sure, right. <laughs> Can right. I say what she said? <laughs> no, what'd she say? <laughs> she goes, oh, my God, Danny. I swear you are too effing stupid to be my son. <laughs> That's the first time you've heard that, right? Oh, no. And I deserved it. So yesterday, uh, I didn't see it until this morning, but uh, there was some MMA, uh, UFC type fighting. Yeah. Right. Patty and the Batty. Patty the Batty. Now, I, I was introduced to Patty Pimblett by you when we were on our Texas trip. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm still a little upset that you conned me into thinking that he was from Ireland because I got fired up about that because I thought here's, you know, one of my countrymen uh, getting it on, uh, you know, going to be he is a champ, right? He's got a he's got a belt. Mm, I read that not yet. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like UFC, boxing where they have though. like 19 different belts. No, that you can, not. Okay. He's he's only had a handful of fights in the UFC, but he's just blown he's up. Like, he said 20. Two professional fights, right? But, three. but in the U, you can have professional fights not in the UFC. Oh, okay, okay. So, Patty Pimblett, Patty the Batty, not from Ireland, 
from Liverpool, like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name Patty is. I, I hooked you in, though. I hooked you in. Yeah. And I didn't do that consciously. I think I, I just. I think you did, but whatever. I think I just l- sometimes tell people what I think they want to hear, and I wanted you to like it. Yeah, I, I wanted like, you to. I like him, <laughs> and uh, I, I already saw a video of him. Um, eating pizza where he was making fun of other fighters saying I'd rather be, and he said, I'd rather be fat and happy than thin and uh, miserable or something. And Mm -hmm. he was in an interview after a fight eating a large pizza. And I (laughs) thought that was pretty cool. So yesterday uh, it was early in the day because it was was in London. Mm -hmm. And there's a time difference, Dan. I know. Yeah. I've been to London. Oh, really? Yep. In college. Spent really? the whole time in a pub, stupid. Uh, I wish I would have went when I'm like. You've been to India too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been around, You've man. Been around. Been around. Uh, so he fought yesterday and he won. And then uh, part of the appeal with this guy is that he uh, really knows how to work the crowd, and he is a great interview, and he always, you know, usually says something either you know pretty funny or interesting. But yesterday, he said something different. And mm-hmm. I saw the video, and I'm, we're going to see if our sound engineer can kind of plug it in, uh, the little speech at the end of the mm-hmm. fight. It takes about a minute. But um, where he talked about a few hours before the fight, he found out that a good friend of his killed himself. Yeah. And that was very uh, It was um, – he got – it powerful. was not before the fight. It was before the weigh-in. Before the weigh-in. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, okay. But, yeah, and – he used that opportunity after the fight. And like you said, this is in London. The whole crowd is going crazy for right. him, right? And he takes that time instead of what most fighters would do to, you know, talk themselves up, call out the person. You know, that, that part I hate. It gets fake with trying to create this conflict with the next fighter to yeah. hype it up, you know, that kind of bullshit. Right, right. But he used it as uh, an opportunity to talk about the importance specifically of men and the stigma of men not being able to talk. Right, right. When they have a burden. Sure. They're they're holding something, weighing them down. Right. And he uh, emotionally appealed, looked right into the camera, man. It was, I had goosebumps. I saw it. I was lucky enough to uh, see it live. It just happened that way because I was going fishing. But, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. It was powerful, and uh, it was cool. And we've seen more more and more athletes in the last few years use their platform for, uh, you know, mental health awareness and and specifically for uh, men to seek mental health treatment if they need it and to, to... you know, reach out to people if they need help. Um, so I thought that was really cool that he did that. Uh, he seems like a genuine guy. I guess if I was to get, you know, going to get into, you know, MMA, he'd be a good, you know, avenue to do so. Yeah. Because he's just an interesting guy and he's a good fighter. And um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So um, I'll have to start watching him more often. Yeah. Yeah, and then the thing he had on his uh, wrist is a, a boy who's uh, fighting some terminal sure. disease, and uh, that's also he's just a real guy. Yeah, right. You know, right. hopefully he doesn't start 
getting a bunch of wins and a bunch of money and turn into like a douchebag like, like Conor, a Conor McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. Um, but yeah, you know, and when he was talking, it made me yeah. think about how my summer started. Yeah, right. Um, with what right. happened on. It right. wasn't even yet summer. It was still during school. It was like the last couple weeks of school. Right. Um, so I can share a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. Um, there was a drowning on the river, and my buddy and Brad, my buddy and Brad and I, were just pulling off of the boat ramp, and there was a guy standing at the boat ramp with a uh, thing of gas, and he said that there were some folks that he was with that were just up the river out of gas could we take them up there you know and river code you just do it you know and so of course he hops in and w what was going on is these people were mushroom hunting so that tells yeah. you the time of the year it would have been you know mid mid-may mid -May, yeah and uh so we're just kind of putting along and it was like this kind of party atmosphere is what, sure. what you felt like with these people, right. you know, cause I was at the boat ramp when they were dropping off and stuff and, uh, his phone was ringing, but he couldn't really hear cause, and I was, I would slow down so he could try and talk. And then finally we come around this corner and it was, it was a, probably a mile, mile and a half and we can see the guys that were taking the gas to waving their hands so i you know get up there quick now um and they said we just saw someone drowned just now a boat just flipped over and i go what yeah and they go can <clears throat> you go help those people over there and they point on the other side of the river and i look over there and there's two people over there waving their hands and a boat overturned i don't see a boat anywhere okay. And uh, so the guy that was with the gas, he hops off, and um, me and Brad go flying over there. It's a, a girl and an older guy who was her father. I yeah. didn't know this stuff at the time. And she's begging me to go find this guy who was her fiancé. Who's under the water. Yeah, they watched it happen. So the, it was a fan boat. They, they saw these guys, you know, stuck on the side, and somehow when he turned, it flipped, right? So that's, that's like a sandbar there. Yeah. But the thing was, and this guy was a young guy, um, I'll talk about that, but basically I, I went and looked, but it was where I had just come from, but I went, and it was around the corner, and I just went down there and and then i heard the other boat start up and start going up river mm. and i'm like what the f are they doing right then i'm like has anyone even called 911 you know right and <clears throat> i'm like this guy there's no one here so i go back to and she just keeps begging me to and so the older guy I'm calling 911 and he's telling me this stuff and they're like is she okay it, are they okay and uh, he goes yeah and she's just kind of off back there he goes she's five months pregnant though yeah it was just horrible bro um, so then we kept looking and then more boats showed up because word got out and then a helicopter came and 
And then no one went back to where they were. I don't know if anyone knew where they were because it wasn't easy to see. Like the, it's Where they were when it happened? No, where, like, they were on the bank. Yeah. And it's up high. Like, I don't know how they must have swam. they got out of the water and went up there? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and so I ended up going back and they and got them in my boat and drove them back to the boat ramp holding her hand tell you know talking to her it it messed me up for a while i know i remember seeing you a week or two after and you were um not in a good place mentally over that and it just you know it brought up everything and you know and then i went back and looked that that week and it was but i go and talk to someone Right. And not only did that help me work through it, uh, I had major breakthroughs. You know what I mean? Oh, good. And, and, uh, but anyway, that goes with what Patty's saying, you know? Sure. And thank goodness I, I feel okay talking to someone right. Right. through that stuff. Now, right. If you go into moving water, um, what happened was it was like a sandbar, and he was wearing mud boots. Oh. And he's a, he was a fit dude, but he turned and tried to swim toward, you know, the other people. Well, those mud boots will just fill up like a sail and pull you right into. So the f- step one, anytime you go into a river or something Take moving, off. get on your back oh. immediately. Get on your back. Because if you were going to take them off, you know, you're going to need to be on your back anyway. See yeah. what I'm saying? Turn your back away. And that's also going to help, like, if, if there were rocks or stuff there. Sure. But then, yeah, get those things off. And then you're not swimming anywhere. Just you're keeping your head above the water. Right. And trying to, you know, it's almost like skydiving. If you just use the current and <clears> use your body. Yeah, you can you can guide yourself, you know, just the main thing is just sure. turn. But anyway. so you're saying that if in, not this guy specifically, maybe because you didn't see it, but uh, people in that situation trying to swim, maybe not is not the answer. Yeah, it's just not. trying to float. The answer is to wear a life jacket. Right. right? Okay. And I went, you know, this this will tell you how much this uh, had an effect on me. And, you know, I like to have my props for these. So I went and bought this bad boy right here at Bass Pro. Now look how small it is, right? Because I'm not going to wear anything big. And I'm not going to wear it all the time. Sure. So I wear this when I'm doing dangerous stuff. Like driving or, you know, walking around when I'm putting the boat in. But once I'm somewhere and I'm fishing, I'm not sitting around with this on in the boat. So... I'll take it off and just put it right on the steering wheel or whatever. But the cool thing about it, why it's so small, is just I like it because it's like a parachute too. Right. Like if you went in, you pull this right here, and there's a little cartridge in there, and it goes like that. Pretty cool. So, so like is that Velcro or something, and it kind of blows out the Velcro? You scared the shit out of Lent on the windowsill over there. Not too bad. He's still laying there. He's pretty chill, but he <laughs> like jumped. My cats, yeah. something like that. 
They might be up there, bro. He's all right now. He's that right. outside stuff, you yeah, got to carry. You carry that with you. Yeah, but I, think, I don't know. I think Liz it, smokes a little weed, to be honest with you. I yeah. think he's just kind of chill. Good for out. him. Yeah. All right. Well, Good that's it. Him. They have some that. Right. Right. Okay. If they just get wet, they oh? they open. I can't have that. Not no. the way I fish. Right. 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 And I like the manual. I'll do it myself. Sure. Sure. But yeah, and Brad's got one okay. and. Uh, we've, it just was a real wake up call and there's been multiple drownings since that yeah. one, that's you sad. know, that's sad. the river is a dangerous, yep. dangerous place. Yep. And I see, I see a lot of stuff yeah. that people do. And, and I know I'm, I am not the example of safety. No. That is for sure. No. But yeah, it's, the river's not for everybody. And, uh, it's certainly not for me. And uh, I appreciate you always inviting me, but I'm probably never ever going to spend the night on a river um, <clears throat> like you do. It was for me last night till about 1130. And then I saw on the radar what was heading our way. We got out got just out. in time. But on the drive home, the lightning was amazing. Like We must have missed it here. Yeah. Or, or maybe it hit us, hit us later. We were coming home. Like at eleven thirty, and it was fine. I never drove through any torrential rain, you know, but the lightning was just phenomenal. Oh yeah. Cool. But anyway, so yeah, there it is. Um, as far as how I work through all of that, that maybe another podcast. Sure, or right. Probably just keep that. Right. You know, that's right. like in Saving Private Ryan. He's like, no, that one's for me. You know, keeping that right. one to myself, but. Well, I, I hope we keep these going. Uh, this has been. Um, this feels like it's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been over a year. A no, lot's like happened this, in a year. This podcast feels like it's been forever. Uh, I know. Has it been an it's hour? Been over a year. Oh, no, it's like 45. Probably. Oh, okay. So we're all right. But we should, you know, sign off here. But I, I just wanted to. Um, this summer has been weird. And uh, because. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's just it's just been kind of a weird summer, you know, where it's almost over for you, you know, as you got to go back to school and you have no idea what date it is, but you'll find out like the day before you're supposed to be back. Um, hopefully, you'll warn people. As Me opposed warn to our people? Texas trip, when your wife didn't even know you were going to Texas until the day before <laughs> you left, which is just classic uh, Dan right there, you know, good old Sarah. She loves me. Yeah, she must. She must. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, Sarah I'm found out sh- you're going to Texas because my wife told her. Not because you told her, but because Barta told her. Yeah. Well, I figured they'd talk sooner, you know? <laughs> right. Jeez. Not Barta like the her. day before? Come on. Yeah, well, they, they dropped the ball. girls are working too hard, man. I dropped the ball on that one. So, um, also been a crazy summer because I now, uh, we're not empty nesters per se, but, you know, uh, sound engineer Beck uh, graduated high school uh, a couple months ago, a year mm-hmm. early. It's amazing. Badass. Badass. Proud of Beck. He got done. Uh, worked really hard, uh, particularly at the end, to kind of tie up loose ends and get done. And uh, I got to tell you, Dan, emotionally it's weird uh, for, for his mom and I. Um, it's been an adjustment. Because we weren't ready. We didn't even know he's going to do it until mid-April. Hmm. So all the stuff that you do as parents, you know, when your kid is a senior. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he got to walk in the ceremony, which was 
you know, that's the main thing. You know, yeah. you, you always want to see that. Uh, but, you know, he's got senior homecoming, you know, senior uh, football, senior prom. Um, just the other day, Marta got a, a thing on Facebook. Uh, senior moms, do you want to get a football T-shirt? You know, all these things are things that Marta and I just have to kind of get used to the idea that he's. Think of it like a wedding, you know. Yeah. You know, those are things at a wedding that no one, you know, the important part is the wedding. Yeah, so, right, like, right, if you, you, right. you guys went to an island, you know, and you yeah. had your wedding there, yeah. you know. No, and it was like the right Kyle. It was the right thing to do. It was a good move. And, right and on. Uh, sound engineer Beck's ready to go to DMAC. And, in fact, after he's done recording this, he's going to get online and he's going to pick his classes like he's told me he's going to do the last three or four days. All and right. Get them done. And, get her uh, done. Yeah, and then he's going to get into... Pitter-patter, boy. Information technology, and uh, going to get a job making a lot of money working in technology. And, and Fixing then maybe our shit. down the road, he and his brother Keith will start their own company. Awesome. Shooting technology. We need a better name than that, though. I don't know. There's got to be some business name that sounds cool with shooty. Shooty troubleshooting. Ooh. Oh, that just came to me. That was organic. I just came. I like it. I like it. Yeah. From so anyway, but okay. uh, Um, sign off until next weekend. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I feel like we're forgetting something, but uh, oh yeah. Go Go fuck fuck yourself. yourself. (laughs) Jinx. Buy me a Ah, coke. Two cokes.